Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey there, another edition of Simply Financial is on the way. Well, it's not really on the way. It's here. It's happening right now. Uh, Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Inside Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area, but with an office right in Pinconning. Come by, say hello, have a conversation about hunting, fishing, financial planning, local restaurants, the air fryer in the office, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> Kevin will uh, chat with you a little bit and uh, make sure you're well prepared for your financial future while you're at it. 888-885-PLAN is the show number. You can call in anytime. We won't put you on the air, uh, but you can have a conversation with Kevin off air. Let us know when's a good time to chat for you and set you up with a complimentary financial review. 888-885-PLAN is that number. Kevin, what is going on with you this week, my friend? Well, we're having fun up here in Pink Conning, and we're going to have our Pink Conning Festival. So, so if people are looking for something to do, it's a great thing to do. So we are going to be 150 years old, Walter. Wow. What do they call it? That's the... Um, Sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's going to be that Saturday, so we're going to have some fun up here. You know, in our Pink Conning Journal is our local paper. And I get it here delivered at the office. Sesquicentennial. Say that again. Sesquicentennial. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to butcher it. (laughs) That's not an easy word to say. No, it's a little tough. If if you could ever use that, by the way, in Scrabble, I mean, just total domination. That would be amazing. (laughs) That would be a big point. Yes, big time. Sorry. Go ahead. That's right. But I've been looking at the Pink County Journal, and they've had throwbacks Back in the 70s when they had a 100-year-old, and it brings back a lot of memories. And if you're bored, come on up. We got Valley's Meat Center here. You know, they got great deals on meat. We got Beeson's Meat Center. We got Isidore's. We got lots of things going on here. Of course, everybody knows about Northwoods. So if you're bored, come on up. Look at the town. It hasn't changed much in all the years I've been here, but it's a, it's a nice little town. I love it. That sounds fantastic. Um, by the way, I, I just want to make it even better for any Scrabble fans out there. How about semi-sesquicentennial? That means half of that 150. So that'd be like a 75 75. year would be a semi-sesquicentennial. I'm really proud of you. You did that math in your head pretty quick. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm being proactive today. (laughs) And now maybe you won't throw me a math question later on because I preemptively answered it. There you go. We'll see. We'll see if we make it through the show without another uh, tricking math question here. But uh, yeah, I'm going to win Scrabble next time I play with that word. No doubt about it. Remember it. That's right. Uh, Well, on today's show, we've got lots of good things on the way. We'll try to answer a listener question or two at the end of the program. A couple of other good topics on tap as well. But what I want to tackle out of the gate here is about decision making. Because I think, Kevin, given the recent market volatility, or it's not even really been volatile, right? It's just been a purge (laughs) for... Much, like much of the last couple of months, you know, volatility implies we have some up, some ups to go with the downs. I don't think we have the uh, the ups really trending with the downs so much over the last couple of months. But in any event, uh, it's got a lot of people probably thinking about, hmm, should I do something? Should I make a decision? Should I make a change? And so I want to talk a little bit more broadly about decision making, and in particular, some of the impediments that we face to making decisions. Because some people 
I don't know about you, Kevin, but I'm sure you see this. The biggest problem with financial planning isn't that they make the wrong decisions, but it's that they often fail to make decisions at all. Do you see that as a common issue? All the time. All the time I do. Sometimes we have to, though. We've got to fish or cut bait, you know, can I say poop on the radio? Pooper, get off the pot. <laughs> uh, make a decision and move forward, uh, essentially. So I want to discuss some of the things that can cause that decision-making process to stall. And then maybe you can provide us with some examples or some solutions, or some ideas at least, of how we can fix those major issues. Uh, first one on the list, too many decisions to make. Sometimes we just get overwhelmed. Well, if we sit and we think about the decisions you have to make going into retirement, I, I, we'll go over a few here, Walter. When do you take your Social Security? And for a lot of people, they don't even know what their Social Security benefit's going to be. Sometimes they didn't come in our office, they don't have that information. How do you get that? You go to www.ssa.gov, and you're going to answer some questions, and you can print off your Social Security. So that's the first thing you got to do. We need to know your estimates. What is it at 62? What is it at full retirement age? 67, 70. And we can plug that into the retirement planning process. And I can tell you mathematically when it's best to take that Social Security. So we can help you make that decision. How about if you got a pension? Do you take the spousal benefit or not? In other words, if you take a spousal benefit on the pension, what does that mean? I'll give you an example. When my dad retired from General Motors, he put my mom on as a spousal um, pension uh, benefit on there. What that meant is if something happened to my dad, that pension continued to my mom. Now, when he did that, he gave up part of that pension versus what they call a life-only pension. So if you take a life-only pension, you're going to get a bigger amount monthly. But if you add your spouse on there, you're going to get a smaller amount. And why? Because we're giving that pension possibly, or we are giving it over two lifespans. Whether or not should you have life insurance? Well, if you're at that decision-making process and you're thinking about not putting your spouse on as a pension, a lot of times life insurance comes into play. Maybe we buy a big long, a big lump sum of life insurance, which is tax-free, and if you die prematurely, your pension stops, but that life insurance will step in and take over for that pension for your spouse. Where do you invest for income? When it comes down to investing for income because your paycheck stops, we need to invest dollars for income. We go, you know, that's another decision. Where do you invest for growth? How do you factor all this stuff in for tax planning? And this is where we work with a lot of accountants and we'll go back and forth and say, you know, based on this, are we doing it correctly on the tax planning side? Because it's not necessarily how much you make, but how much you keep. For some people, it's hard to know where to start because we talked about all the decisions. But when you come into our office, we're going to help you make those decisions. We're going to help you get your Social Security statements. We're going to go through the pension, whether you put your spouse on or not. We're going to say, do you need life insurance? All those things are going to come down to one specific number, and that's your retirement number. And then we can go from there. So if you're confused and you're afraid of making those decisions, you need to get in, in contact with somebody who has a good you know, income planning software like we do, it's called our simplicity tree process. And we can boil it down for you. So it's right in front of you. It's it's pretty easy to make decisions based on that. So don't don't stick your head in the sand and hope it goes away. Let's start that process sooner rather than later. Whew. Yeah, that was a lot of decisions to make right there, Kevin. That's uh, a lot. I, I am feeling a bit overwhelmed. I identify with this one a lot. I notice this in my work. When I have, if I let email answering slip a little bit and it just piles up and then I've got, you know, 
18, 20, 25 different tasks that I've got to tackle. It's like paralysis. There's just too many decisions to make, and I can't can't make all those decisions at once. It becomes very difficult. So this one I hits close to home for me. If I can keep my email inbox and my to-do list at a reasonable number, I seem to be able to tick through those items much more easily, and I don't get that paralysis. So I can see why people would maybe just get too overwhelmed with all the decisions to make and they just sort of shut down in some cases because you don't know which one to start with where, where do i what, what box do i check first you know yeah, too much research is what you're saying right well that would be kind of another one right too much research is sort of probably the cousin of maybe too many decisions to make some people yeah. it's not so much the decision part but they just they can't do the legwork to get to the decision right so if we're talking about too much research when do you take your social security well, if you Google, what's the best time to take your Social Security, Walter? How many pages do you think Let's you'll see. get? What's the best time to take? Oh, you're doing it. Good. Yeah, we'll do real time. Social Security. If I spelled everything correctly, then we are at uh, 9,180,000,000 results. So how long is it going to take to go through 9 billion results? Well, it only took 0.69 seconds to search for it. Uh, <laughs> but, but to go through it. But yeah. And you can find almost anything you want on any subject you want, pro, con, in the middle, when you're starting to do the research online, when you're looking at things. How do I get growth? How do I get income? What about taxes? And the best way to, in order to do this is reverse engineer things. So if you have a shortfall, what investments are gonna fill that shortfall? If you know, if we take $5,000 less this year in income, but our income is gonna be the same because it threw us in another tax bracket, how do we figure that out? Well, it's not by doing a lot of research, I can tell you that, it's by doing a income plan, and in that income plan, it will throw the numbers together for you and help eliminate some of that research or quite a bit of that research because we're just looking at what do you want to do this year you know what the definition of shortfall is walter what, what we call it now yeah uh, you have a different definition for it now yep, we did oh Paul okay. and i came up with it's a it's where you're at now and the difference of where you want to be okay yeah well, it's nice okay. and simple i like that mm -hmm. it is so where do you want to be where are you at now and let's instead of doing all the research and having analysis paralysis like you're talking about Let's just put it in the plan and let's figure it out mathematically. And that helps a lot of people, you know, not getting overwhelmed with all the research that they can do on the Internet. Great points all around. All right. Let's maybe I don't know if we combine these first two too, too many decisions to make too much research as we talk about these decision making impediments. But I feel like we need a category here for just just general confusion. It's kind of like my daily state in life, you know, just general confusion. <laughs> Where do we? How do you help those folks out, Kevin? So to illustrate this, I should ask you a math question, right? Oh, no. All but right. I won't. I, I knew won't. we wouldn't escape it. I knew it. <laughs> I won't. All right. Well, for many people, what do they do, Walter? They just get, you know, so confused. What, what do many people do? Well, especially if it's related to math, they just kind of ignore the problem, right? Bur yeah. Bury their heads in the sand. Ignore it. Hope it goes away. Hope it gets better. Right. You know, because they don't want to get frustrated. You, you don't want to spend an hour on it, let alone five minutes on it trying to figure it out. If you're confused about how and why your investments are invested, so you have, let's say, we had a fellow in our office uh, earlier this week. He had a bunch of investments. I said, why do you have them? He goes, I don't know. I said, what's the purpose of them? He said, I don't know. I said, well, d did your advisor put a plan together for you? No, never had any plan. I wanted to withdraw X amount per year, and this is what they set up. That's a good indication that you're really confused about your investments and that you maybe should be looking for a new advisor, in my opinion, because that advisor, whoever, whatever advisor you go to, 
I'll give an example. If you come into my office, we're going to go through your statement. You're going to understand it. You're going to understand how the investments work, how they're generating income. So you don't have the confusion. So somebody ask you, what are these for? You're going to be able to answer that. You shouldn't be confused when it comes to that, because if you are, you're letting that advisor make decisions for you and they may not be making the best ones. You need to dig in. You need to understand. You need to get that income plan going. And then you need to see how investment A is filling my income needs, how investment need or B is filling my growth needs, and how investment C is filling my emergency needs, whatever they are down the road. And you need to, they work differently. You need to understand that. So confusion, I get it. It's easy to get infused, confused, especially if you're not in the business like I've been doing. But that's where a good advisor comes into play. A good advisor can help you get unconfused, can help it make make it become more simpler. The gentleman I was talking about earlier came in, he says, the first time I sat down with someone and I really understood how this thing works. And it started with the planning process. We went and showed how to fill that shortfall and then showed what investments would do that. And he was overwhelmed with how simplistic we broke it down. And that's why we call it simplicity. We want to keep it simple. We want you to understand it. And we want you involved. We want you educated so you can make smart financial decisions. Great points all around on the general confusion side of things there, Kevin. And again, if you need help making smart financial and retirement planning decisions, Kevin and the team at Insight Folios are there to assist. Based in Pinconning, you can get in touch with Kevin by calling 888-885-PLAN. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick note. Kevin will follow up with you to get that time on the calendar to meet. You can discuss remotely if you prefer or come into the office, of course, as well. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And you can always also find us online at insightfolios.com. All right, I got one more example here, Kevin. We've been talking about decision-making impediments, the things that keep us from making decisions. We're not even talking about making good decisions. We're just talking about making a decision at all and what gets people stuck sometimes. And this next one's really tough, Kevin, because uh, you know the others we can kind of work on a little bit. This one's just so heavily emotional uh, that it can be a difficult one to get unstuck from. And that's some sort of traumatic life event. But at the same time, oh, yeah. this can be a good thing, right? Sometimes it can because it, you know, it, it brings reality to focus, doesn't it? So what traumatic life events are we talking about? Well, maybe you lose your job. Maybe you get a divorce. Maybe you get some sort of serious illness. Maybe you get cancer, you had a stroke. And because of that illness, you can't work for a year. All of these things are traumatic life events. What if you have a long-term care issue where you need some kind of help? All of these things are going to roll into a traumatic life events. Now, can you plan for those? Sure you can. Uh, in some ways. So in our simplicity process, Walter, we just changed this a few weeks ago. We have something called life events. So let's say that, um, you know, it, it will show a traumatic life event or it'll show maybe an expense. But let's just say you think you're going to need long-term care insurance or long-term care help, excuse me, for three years and at age 80 to 83. We can put that in there and see if your portfolio can help, can handle that. Maybe you can self-insure. If not, then we look at the insurance and see how we get through, get you through that traumatic life event. But when you have a traumatic life event, I just lost a very good friend last week. And the funeral was Thursday. And I was talking to his wife. She says, this is the hardest thing I've ever got to do. And, of course, I'm helping them through what I can help them through. But those things are shocking. So when you have a traumatic life event, a lot of times I'll tell people, let's just take a deep breath. It's You can't make emotions because you know, everything is raw right now. You know, don't let anybody take advantage of you. Let's take a deep breath. Let's go out two or three months. Let's look. Let's go another two, three months. Let's look. And let's start making decisions down the road. You cannot make decisions sometimes when you have a death in the family or maybe you just lost your job or something like that. 
How do we do that? We sit down and we do that simplicity plan. Every week for the last three years, we've been talking about planning process. That's where it starts. You can factor these things in. We can pre-plan for a lot of these things and say, can your portfolio hand it? Do you need to beef up your emergency money? Do we need to put more money towards income than, than safety or whatever it happens to be? Do we need to plan better for a long-term care event? All of those things can be taken care of. All of those things can be planned for. And we can simulate those going forward into retirement. And when we do that for people who come in our office, every single one of them say, geez, you know, I never, I never looked at it that way before. I was always in question. I never knew what would happen if this event happened to me. So we can sort of plan for that and we can give you answers in real time right now. It's not that hard. It starts with you picking up your phone, giving us a call, and then you come into the office, you come into Pinconning, and then we'll start that process. The initial time I sit down and I talk with people, when you first come in, it's probably an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. So that's all you have to put into this first effort. Hour, an hour and 15 minutes, we'll get together a plan, and then we'll go from there and we'll tweak it as we go along. So don't sit on the sidelines. Don't procrastinate. Don't hope that you can make it into retirement. Let's solve for this stuff. It's not that difficult. The most difficult part is you, and that's setting procrastination aside and getting started on that. So don't don't sit on the side. Don't think you can't. Don't think you can. No, you can. No, you can't. And it's as easy as picking up your phone. Again, that number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Call, get in touch, get your time on the calendar to come in or to give Kevin a shout or meet on Zoom, however you prefer, and have a conversation. It can be simple, talking about some of your plans, some of your goals, where you stand right now financially. See if you're a good fit to work with Kevin and the team at Insight Folios. And uh, if you are, you can go from there through the planning process. And if not, well, you'll have gotten a good checkup on your financial situation, and you'll be better off for that as well. So uh, no risk and uh, shouldn't be any hesitation to inquire a little bit further about your plan and uh, going a little bit deeper into the planning process. If there are still some question marks surrounding your financial plan, make sure that those get addressed, get some answers to your biggest retirement and financial questions. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. More to come on today's show. You're tuned in to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. Glad you're with us on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with an office right in Pinconning. Find us online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. You can also look for the Simplicity Express button on the homepage as well, insightfolios.com. Get a mini starter financial plan after just a few clicks of a button. Great place to start for a lot of folks if you're not quite ready to pick up that phone and call Kevin and have a conversation about your finances, go ahead and do a little research on your own. Go to Simply uh, Financial's website. That's insightfolios.com and click on the Simplicity Express button. All right, Kevin, I wanted to find out what you think about some hot topics in the financial world because you can find a lot of intense debate about some of these topics if you look online or uh, listen to perhaps, you know, uh, debate on news radio or, you know, watch TV at night, CNBC. You're going to see some of these topics getting talked about or if you read blogs or whatever the case may be. You're going to see people with very strong opinions on either side of these arguments. So I want to run through some of the big hot topics in the financial world today and see what you think as an advisor serving folks in pin conning and the surrounding communities. How's that sound? It sounds like fun. All right. Uh, I'm sure you have this conversation with a lot of your clients. What's better, paying off debt or building up savings? Ooh. Now, you know where I'm going to answer, don't you? 
I think you're more on the debt side, right? I, I am on more on the debt side. But we want enough savings in the background to have at least six months or possibly one year of an emergency funds built up before we go down that paying off debt road. Now, the reason I say pay off debt is if you have credit card debt, it's not unusual to have 10, 15, 20% interest. So that's obviously a good thing to get rid of that debt because it's hanging over your head and it's going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars potentially in the future. Same thing with your home. If you take a 30-year mortgage out, in the first years, we're, we're just basically paying most of our payments going to interest versus the principal. And the same thing here. If you look at how much interest you're going to pay over 30 years versus paying that off earlier, that to me is significant. You know, we can always in that plan allocate monies to get you, you know, to your retirement goal or in retirement savings. But that overhanging you when you especially go into retirement, let's say that you carry $20,000 in credit card debt and you have a $100,000 home mortgage loan and you want to retire six months from now. Well, we know that we have to add into your retirement income those dollars that are going to pay those bills. And they may be for another 10 or 15 years. Do you really want that hanging over your head? I don't think so in most cases. Most cases when people come in, we're going to put a plan together to you know start saving for retirement and focus on getting that debt down and going into retirement as debt-free as we can. Fantastic. And uh, definitely a good conversation to have with yourself and with your advisor. Pay off debt, build up savings, finding that right balance there. All right, let's talk about insurance, Kevin. Another hot topic in the financial world is should you buy term life insurance or permanent life insurance? Ooh, that's a good question. Let's let's explain the difference between term. Okay. So term life insurance says you're going to buy it for a term, usually 10 or 20 years. Now you can get them 30 years. What that means is when you buy that insurance policy for that 10 or 20 or 30 year time frame, the premium does not change. It's going to be there. But at the end of that term, the 10 or 20 or 30 years, that insurance is no longer in place. And then if you still need insurance, you need to buy more insurance. Now, what's the problem with that? The problem is you have to be healthy, number one. And 30 years later, 20 years later, the insurance are going to be more costly. So in most cases, I have term insurance myself, Walter. So okay. if, that, if that tells you where I'm sure. leaning, I have it myself. Now, permanent life insurance says this. You, there is no term. As long as you pay that premium in there, you should have that life insurance. Now, there's some exceptions to that. But if we're looking at permanent insurance, the premiums are going to be higher than term. That's why people typically buy term. And what happens is you have a side fund in that uh, permanent life insurance. So it's building cash value and it's, it's, it's building tax-free. There's certain instances where that makes perfect sense also. But most of the time, especially if you're a younger person and you have family and you need a bunch of money, if something happens to you, term is going to be more affordable for a young couple starting out. Permanent life insurance may make more sense for somebody who's a little bit older. And there's also those hybrid permanent life insurance policies out there that can be used to pay for nursing home care, assisted living going down the road. So it depends in that situation, what your cir circumstances are to make sure that, you know, that fits your, what you're trying to do going into life. We're talking about all sorts of different hot topics in the financial world with Kevin Ray of Insight Folios on today's show. Let's get into mutual funds. Kevin, are they good or bad? Ooh, what I about think that they, debate? I think they can be both. How about you? Uh, I th yeah, I think this one fits in that category of their tools. So it's like saying, is a hammer good or bad? Well, it just right, depends right. on how you use the hammer. Exactly. Now, we look at mutual funds. There's basically two types of mutual funds. There's active mutual funds, which means there's a money manager trying to beat the market. 
And then there's passive mutual funds. What they're going to do is they're just going to buy a set amount of stocks and bonds, and they're going to hold on to them for the most part. Now, if we look back, and if you Google this, what percentage of mutual fund managers beat the S&P 500 year in, year out? Um, it's not very many. In fact, 85% basically failed to beat the S&P 500 year in, year out. So that means that the odds are if you pick a passive investment, you're probably going to be further ahead than you are an active mutual fund. So is that good or bad? Well, it depends. The The active mutual fund managers, there are some active mutual fund managers out there who, who, who do beat the markets, not very often. And then their costs are going to be more because they're trying to beat, they're buying and selling, they're, they're trying to reposition stocks and bonds. So they're, they're going to pay a little additional cost. But if they beat the market, that little additional cost is usually worth it. Now, on the other hand, the active man, the passive fund, costs are going to be very low. And if 85% of the time they beat the other guys, I'm looking at something like that because I don't want a lot of churning. When I'm saying churning, a lot of buying and selling of, of different stocks and bonds in that account that's generating all those additional expenses. So mutual funds have been around a long time. They've been good because they've helped people build a lot of fortune um, through 401ks, through IRAs, and just plain investing. So if you go back to the 60s, that's when they became very popular and it's gotten people to retirement. But there's good and bad funds just like everything else. And when you're looking at your own portfolio, make sure the funds that you have are diversified, number one, and number two are going to accomplish what you're trying to do. Very good. Again, if you have questions for Kevin, you can call him at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If anything we talk about sparks some interest in your mind or additional questions. Uh, what about annuities? Uh, kind of the same thing, against sort of the hammer analogy here. But uh, are annuities considered good or bad in your eyes for most of your clients? Oh, that's a good question. So if we break annuities down, there's basically four types of annuities. So there's an immediate annuity, which means I'm going to give an insurance company a lump sum, and in return, I'm going to get payments guaranteed for life or a certain time frame. Then there's a plain Jane fixed annuity. Think of that as like a five-year CD or something of, of that nature. You're going to keep it there for a period of years. You're guaranteed a certain interest rate. Now we're getting into the indexed annuities, which is the third annuity, which is linked to some sort of market index. So if the market goes up, you participate. And if the market goes down, you typically earn zero. But we have to be careful on some of those because there's what's called caps, meaning you can only earn so much in that particular index annuity. And then there are variable annuities. Now this is the one people usually hear about, the variable annuities. Um, the majority of them have a lot of high fees in there. There's stocks and bonds. There's a lot of hidden costs in there that you don't know about. So in your situation, one annuity could work for you and one annuity could not work for you. So I think there's some good ones and I think there's some bad ones just like the mutual funds. And the annuities for guaranteed purposes are pretty good. I mean, if you're looking for a guaranteed return on annuities today, you can get as high as 3.7%. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you compare that to the bank, that's pretty good. And then there's the indexed annuities that can give you, you know, downside limitations, but upside potential. So there's all sorts of things out there, Walter. It just depends which tool, like you said, you're trying to do and how is it going to accomplish your goal of getting you to retirement. Very good, Kevin. One last one, especially with some of the upheaval we've seen across the world recently, a renewed interest in kind of, you know, metals and that sort of thing. What about gold? Gold's been long pitched as a good place to park retirement dollars, but very controversial as well to say that. Should you own gold or not? Well, you know, how many how many phone calls do you think I get on that, Walter? I would say a decent amount. Yeah, I do. I Just get because there's so much marketing about gold out there. Exactly. That's where I was going to get to. I get one or two phone calls a week typically. 
because they're getting a newsletter, they're hearing it on TV, they're hearing it on the radio, or whatever it happens to be. If I go back 100 years ago, Walter, there's an old saying about gold. It keeps up with inflation, right? Everybody knows that. But the old saying about gold is 100 years ago, if you had one ounce of gold, it bought a nice tailored suit, okay? Okay. So what do you think an ounce of gold buys today? Uh, I don't know. A nice, a nice tailored suit. A nice tailored <laughs> suit, right? So it's a hedge. It's a hedge against what you think is coming down the road. So there's nothing wrong with holding gold. I just wouldn't go more than 5 or 10% of my portfolio into that into that position. And when you buy gold, do you buy physical gold? Do you buy funds? Do you buy ETFs? And if you buy physical gold, meaning that they're going to send you either the, the gold coin or the, you know, the gold bar or whatever it happens to be, now you have to store it. Where are you going to store it? Um, and if you don't want to store it, then the companies there will also store it for you but charge you a fee. And not only that, there's typically high commissions when you're buying gold. So if you're going to buy gold, you got to be very careful how you're getting into this into this investment and don't over invest into it. You know, 5, 10% is typically what I'm going to tell people because it's going to be a hedge against inflation and we in a hedge against the market going down. And we know right now we're in very volatile times. All you have to do is go to the gas station, go to the grocery store or listen to the news. We know that all that's happening right now. And I think that's what's causing all of the commotion and all the calls that we're receiving from gold is because people don't know where they stand. So how do you figure this out? Sit down, do the plan, figure out if gold can make a good, you know, import into your portfolio and if it will help you to get where you want to go to and through retirement. If not, then focus on other things. But if it does, yeah, five ten percent I don't have an issue with. All right, very good. Another great uh, great topic to talk about, another great topic that we've heard people go back and forth about. So again, if you want to get in touch, all you have to do is give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN. Talk about some of the questions that are on your mind about your plan, about your retirement future, and he can help you navigate through those different questions and put together a full financial plan for you so that you can have clear instructions and an idea of where you're heading and how to get there. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 to get in touch today. Again, all you have to do is pick up the phone and call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. More to get to on today's show. Stay tuned here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. More to come after this. Time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Kevin, this was an easy one, and you knew it was going to be about food. What's your favorite meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? We talk about food a lot here, don't we? We do. It's a a staple. But if I have to think about it, and I'm going to say breakfast, and here's the reason, Walter, because I normally don't eat breakfast. Oh. So you're saying, what's your favorite meal? But It's because when I do sit down and eat breakfast, I really look forward to it. Um, Normally, my breakfast considers a banana every morning. And then on the weekend, if we go someplace, I really really look forward to, you know, the eggs, the ham, and dipping your toast in the yolk, and the hash browns, and all that kind of good stuff. So I'd have to say breakfast, although I do have some favorite dinner meals, but, uh, you know, I have dinner every day, so breakfast is kind of sticking out to me right now. How about you? I I get exactly what you're saying. Like, you, you have something for breakfast every day. But how often do you have a, a meal for breakfast? Yes. And so, yeah, that yeah. makes it sort of special to have a meal, a true meal for breakfast. And I think the traditional breakfast food, you just can't beat it. Just like a good link of sausage or obviously some bacon, eggs, any way you want to make them, um, 
just you just can't beat a good piece of toast especially as someone who's only had like three or four pieces of bread in the last year kevin i actually splurged on myself a little bit last weekend we went out to get some breakfast and uh i I had toast i had traditional white toast as a treat and it was so good it was so good so it was it it, it, it like solidified breakfast's (laughs) ranking at the top of the list for sure so how many pounds are you down now? Uh, 109 as of wow. this morning. Yeah. There, there's so. a big clap. I'll big shout. Yeah, Thank so. you. I'm in yes. the midst of another nice drop right now. I kind of stabilized at the 100 mark, and now over the last two weeks, I've, I'm, I'm pushing. Th- I rededicate. Other than the toast. I cheated that one day with the toast. But other than that <laughs> toast day, I've uh, the last two weeks, I got back serious on the diet to keep pushing through. And so down another nine pounds already. Probably by next week's show, we can officially say the under uh, 110 and beyond so. that's awesome yeah. and in your voice has gained about three pounds it sounds like so oh well that's that, good that's, yeah, good that's good that's yes. good i mean usually yes. yeah a little extra weight does help with the voice you know like because yep. you see some radio guys that have the awesome voice have the weight i don't know if there's a correlation there but i'll take the weight loss and a deeper voice although i, I can control that a little bit so <laughs> yes you can i can make that go as yeah. deep as we need it to go here, if, Kevin. if you keep going the way you're going we're going to have to pour muddy water through you just to see your shadow oh wow i like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good so uh anyway yeah breakfast food i think we're on the same page and i'm going to give a quick shout out here uh, walter please colleen we talked about um our uh, you know our favorite toys when we were growing up she yeah. dropped a slinky off at my office oh, i want to nice. thank colleen yeah that was that was pretty nice there so i have it sitting at my shelf nice. a couple of weeks ago yep well fantastic you got the slinky now to add to your do you, do you have a, a, an office like that where you've got a collection of like mementos and little toys and little you know whatnots all, all surrounding you yeah a lot of it has to do with hunting and fishing yeah yep. okay yep. gotcha yep. that's cool I need to do that I, I don't i don't give my office much personality i need to throw a few more trinkets up here and there I have a plaque in my office that says, over the years, I spent my money on fine shotguns in the Rough Grouse Society. The rest I've just wasted. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and that sounds like it probably applies to you uh, very does. accurately. Yes. I love it. Fantastic. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Kevin and I are both in agreement. Breakfast food, can't beat it. It's a nice treat and a favorite meal. All right, more coming up on today's show. We'll answer some of your questions before we wrap up for the week. Stay tuned. We're talking with Kevin Ray today on Simply Financial. Glad that you are with us today. Before we run off for the week, we want to answer some of your questions. You can submit those questions online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button to ask a question or email Kevin. It's Kevin at insightfolios.com. And you can also call if you want to talk about setting up time to meet for a complimentary financial review at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. All right, I got a question here from Lil. Lil says, I used to get statements in the mail showing me how much my Social Security benefit will be, but I haven't seen one in a long time. How do I determine my benefits and decide when I should start taking it? That's a good question, Lil. So a lot of us are not receiving our statements anymore. So what do you do? You go on to www.ssa.gov and you sign up and you're going to get your statements. Now, if you've done that in the past, that's probably the reason you're not receiving statements. They changed the formula, Walter. I don't know if you know this or not. But once you turn 60 and you have not created that account, they will mail you the statement three months earlier than your birthday. So that's that's the reason people you know people aren't getting their statements. But I encourage everybody if you come into my office, that's the first things that we're going to request is to bring your statement in. And why, Lil? You just asked it because we're going to help you determine 
when should you start taking your benefits? When does that make the most sense for you? And how do we do that? We put together that income plan because Social Security is going to be a big part of that income plan you know, that you're going into. Probably a third or if not more of your income retirement is going to come from that. So that's critical. You know that information. So for those of you that don't have it, go to www.ssa.gov. And they're going to ask you a few questions. They're going to verify certain things. But go in there and get that because that's important. Don't let that slide by. And Walter, from what I read, they only make 3 million mistakes per year, Social Security benefit. Oh, only 3 million. That's only not bad. Three and you only can go back and correct the last two or three years. So make sure okay. you do that. Well, that's pretty good. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Good question, Lil. Thanks for sending that one in to us. Again, if you've got questions for Kevin, want to talk them out one by, uh, one-on-one, feel free to do so by calling 888-885-PLAN. Any question, whether it's Social Security, 401ks, work stuff, uh, it's all on the table here if it has to relate with your retirement and financial future. Tommy's up next. Tommy says, I have two 401ks from previous jobs. One is in Vanguard, the other one in Fidelity. I could roll them into my current 401k. All right, so we're talking about three total here. But I like the diversification of having them in different places. Is it smart to keep them separate like this? What do you What do you take away from that, Walter? Uh, we talked. We talked. We just talked about. I it. take away the, uh, and I don't mean this in a mean way. I just mean yep. a, a lack of understanding of what diversification really yes, is. Exactly. So I'm betting, Tommy, that your van, your Vanguard, and your Fidelity accounts are very similar in the investing style. Meaning, you have, you know, maybe you have a Vanguard uh, growth fund and Fidelity. You have a Fidelity growth fund. Well, if we look deeper into that, I'm betting that that those funds own a lot of the same companies. They all own General Motors, Ford, Chrysler, or you know, Visa, what have you. So the diversification really isn't there just because you have two companies. Now what we have to do is we have to tear that apart. We have to we have to really make sure we don't have what's called stock overlap going on. So we want to have, you know, either it's one company, two companies, three companies, that doesn't matter. We want true diversification. So we have to tear that apart. We have to get short, different funds in there, different, you know, long-term bonds, short-term bonds, you know, growth stocks, small stocks, mid-cap stocks. That's what diversification is going to come from. And then we want to make sure it's matching what you're trying to accomplish. So in most cases, what we tell people is come on in, we'll help you determine that whether it's best to roll it over into one or to get them out in separate uh, accounts. And how do we do that? Well, first of all, we're going to look at your 401k. Does your 401k only have four or five options like a lot of companies we're seeing? If so, it probably is best to look at, not saying to do it, but to look at and see what else is out there. Because now we have this whole world of investments we can look at and it may be better tuned for what we're trying to do. So that's a great question, Tommy. We get that lots. But just because you have three different accounts doesn't necessarily mean you have diversification. We need to take a deeper look inside those accounts and make sure you're not overlapping, have you know the same stocks and bonds over and over and over. So give us a call if that's a concern of yours, Tommy. Yeah, get some of those important questions cleared up, Tommy. Thanks for sending that one in. All right, uh, one last question for you here, Kevin. This one's from Howard, and Howard says, at the ripe old age of 63, I haven't enjoyed watching my investments get punched in the mouth recently. But I'm not planning to retire in the next couple of years. So should I just not worry about it? Well, Howard, that's another question because, you know, as we've seen, the market's been very volatile the last couple of uh, months, especially with the you know, Ukraine uh, crisis going on right now. And I think you should worry. I think because you're only a couple of years out for retirement, we need to do an in-depth uh, customized um, income plan for you 
to see are your current investments, are they going to enable you to retire in two years? If not, we need to tweak what's going on inside your plan now. And how do we know that? Well, if you don't know that question, you need to get it answered. And it's easy enough. You sit down um, and you start going through that process, that income planning process, and seeing if your tools, because we talked earlier in the show, uh, Walter, about tools, your investments are your tools right now. Are they the right tools that need to get you, your job done? Or do we need to put those tools back in the toolbox, take out some different tools, to accomplish getting you retired in two years? So that's a good question, Howard. Uh, a lot of good questions this week, Walter. That's a very good question. Uh, give us a call if you need, want to go into it further, and we'd be more than happy to sit down and do this with you. That's what we do week in, week out. We help people get ready to retire and get them into retirement and get them through retirement. Again, the number to call to get in touch with Kevin Ray and have this kind of conversation, but about your specific financial situation, pick up the phone, dial 888-885-PLAN. That is 888-885-7526. That'll put you in touch with your financial coach, Kevin Ray, at Insight Folios. More than three decades of financial planning experience, the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, born and raised in Pinconning. That's where you can visit in the office as well. 888-885-PLAN. Call now for a complimentary financial review. 888-885-7526. Kevin, thank you so much for your help and the guidance on the show today. As always, enjoy this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. You too, Walter. We appreciate it. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.